And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Well, thank you very much. The legendary John Bon Jovial, the one and only John Bon Jovial. And welcome to all of you around the world. I want to thank each and every one of you because over the last couple of months, we have been experiencing a growth spurt in listenership that has, uh, well, it has really warmed the cockles of my heart, actually. Uh, we, have, uh, we have added new listeners uh, like uh, we haven't really seen since we started the show. It's, uh, it, it's really been impressive and makes us feel real good to be here and presenting these indie music groups and their new music right here on the only show that is always an award show. And uh, that makes every guest we have on the show an award winner. And if you have someone you'd like to have win an award on this show, drop us a line at David at the David Bowers dot com and uh hey maybe we'll get them on the show for you okay we love to do things like that we love to play new music for you and so let's get the show on the road we've got a brand new track from an old guest of ours who's been on several times and uh, they just keep cranking the hits over from the uk from merry old england they call themselves wild horse and here's their brand new release hi too much to care
This is Justin Bieber, and when I'm not busy harassing Selena Gomez, I'm listening to David Bowers on The David Bowers Awards. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. That's a uh, thing called Hi, Too Much to Care from a London group, Wild Horse. You can find them all over the Internet, and that's from their newest album, Songs About Last Night. So not everything from last night stays secret. You got to watch out for people like that. Wild horse, everyone. And uh, moving right along, we want to say first off a uh, very big thank you to Mary Perry, accredited disability representative in Rochester, New York, who makes it possible for the David Bowers Awards to be carried on our FM affiliate, WRFZ, FM 106.3, Rochester Free Radio in Rochester, New York. She underwrites the David Bowers Awards there, and we are very grateful to her and very happy to have our serious round of listeners in Rochester, New York. And uh, we've had uh, several several artists from Rochester on the show and probably going to have a few more in the very near future. But while we're talking about awards and award winners, we have this week's first The David Bowers Award, and uh, we're going to present it right now. Well, thank you very much. There's that uh, that talented comb band. Uh, we gotta we gotta see if we can't get them a recording contract. Our award this week, the David Bowers Award this week, goes to a previous guest of ours, a young lady from the Carolinas who is just multi-talented. She's an incredible singer-songwriter uh, who juggles that career along with raising a family. And starting on June 30th of this year, she's launching a Kickstarter campaign to support her upcoming album release, Heartbeat. Now, this project is a culmination of several years of writing, recording, and finding her true voice, creating the sound that represents her, and forming the songs that truly showcase her own heartbeat. She's already released some of the singles through her newsletter, which you can get by logging into NikkiChris.com. And that just represents some of the first songs that will be included. However, she has uh, all new recordings, which are really a completely new flavor and sound for her and a vibe I think you're going to like. And many of you might be asking, what is Kickstarter? Uh, Despite a high profile, a lot of people don't know what it is. And in previous campaigns, Nikki found that educating your followers is very important. So she is taking pains to uh, teach people what a Kickstarter campaign is. And to summarize, in the old days, a music artist would build an audience, record some songs, try to impress the big record labels through a showcase, and then get the label to sign them. Then they'd go into an expensive recording studio. The record label would provide a producer and then they'd do their music, which would be released, maybe some videos of the lead singles in the hopes that it would sell. I mean, stop and think. Anybody remember, you old-timers, remember when MTV actually showed video music? 
Well, we at are this the point, world. Yeah, that one. <laughs> yes, I remember that well. At this point, there you go. many That's artists example of it. would be over a million dollars in debt to the record label, which, of course, came out of their profits from a hard grind. Usually, uh, they did approximately two new singles a year and also did two tours. And it was a very grueling, arduous uh, schedule that they lived to. And chunks of that cash they earned would go to the record label to pay back for their big investment. Well, today, artists have the power uh, to become their own labels and make record labels dinosaurs. By directly interacting with you, their audience, the artists no longer have to go through the marketing that labels provide. They can do it themselves. And with the advances in technology and online marketing, the cost of creating and distri- distributing albums has uh, gone down dramatically. So they have a program called Kickstarter, which artists can sign up for, get into, turn on, and create their own fundraising campaign. And the neat part of it is their fans and followers not only get their music, but they get a chance to actually be a part of the process of producing uh, new singles and new albums. It's really an exciting era in music. And uh, we salute Nikki Chris for jumping into this with both feet and, and getting into it and making it a success for her. And she'll be coming to our show next week talking about the new album, her Kickstarter campaign, and Maybe we can even get a sneak preview of a track from the album. We'll see. We'll see when she comes on the show next week. But Nikki Chris will be joining us next week and talking more about her Kickstarter campaign. Today, we've got some people on with a lot of good new music, and we're going to get right to it. Uh, John Bon Jovial, did you have something you wanted to toss in here at this point? Well, I think that, you know, what Nikki is doing, you know, I'm just going to back you up on that. It's just a wonderful thing. Uh, and you're right about how the record companies would take uh, just uh, untold amounts of money uh, from especially burgeoning upcoming artists. Uh, and with the ability now to be able to control your own destiny, create your own label, create your own momentum uh, as far as a Kickstarter type of campaign is concerned, that's a beautiful thing, and my hat's off to her. And, and, and just to mention, you were going through the uh, Nikki's qualifications at the beginning. She's a great artist. She mixes family life and all this. But she forgot to mention the most important thing. She's also a real good friend of our show. She is. She has been a friend of our show uh, since the very start. As a matter of fact, I got, uh, I, I got first in contact with Nikki, Chris, uh, probably, oh, my gosh, seven, eight years ago, maybe, uh, when I was uh, hosting or co-hosting another show, and uh, I had her come on the show, and we've been friends ever since. She's really a neat person, a special person, as well as a very talented artist. And uh, if you've listened to us for a long time, you're familiar with her. If not, it's a joy you're, you have to look forward to. Nikki Chris will be on the show next week. This week, however, as I was starting to say, We have some great talent, including more talent from across the pond in merry old England. And our first group is just that. They have a unique sound that's uh, 
It's really kind of refreshing, a little bit of excitement, yet eminently listenable. I think you're going to like them. They call themselves the Very Lazy Sundays, and this song is called Suzanne. Sundays, and we're going to talk to them right about now. Let's bring on the gentleman and find out, uh, as he used to say in the old game shows back in the 50s on What's My Line, was it What's My Line, or I've Got a Secret, one of them, the uh, introductory line was, uh, would our next guest enter and sign in, please? Who do we have on the phone? Uh, you got DR here, David. Uh, DR, thank you. Welcome aboard. How are you doing today? I'm very good, my friend. Very good. Um, it's, How are Quite late over here, so I'm looking at a dark nighttime scene at my window at the moment. I I'm sure you know what. Guys, 
I know what you mean. We have uh, we have to deal with that when we're d- talking with artists around the world, and uh, unfortunately, we sometimes have to keep them up a little later than they're normally used to. But uh, you've probably had a, a couple of gigs that have lasted after dark. No, no, it's fine, man. All, all the other the, the band members will, will tell you I'm a bit of an insomniac, so this is no oh. problem for me. Well, I don't really good. sleep we're... very well. <laughs> this well, is fine. This is my natural. Aside from not sleeping very well, we're glad that you're uh, that you're a night hawk in that you are sitting up and spending time with us today. And uh, I know you've uh, got some influences from England. And this is a uh, this is an area that John Bon Jovial is really into uh, your muse, your your influences. And I know you've quoted uh, your influences, including the Streets and Ben Harper and a group called the Eels. But I got to tell you. Listening to this track that we just did, Suzanne. Oh, uh, great! I was oh, it, great song. But I was transported back a few years to a thing called Graceland. You can hear the Paul Simon influence in that. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. It's something something we've had a lot actually uh, in that reference point. It's funny how music kind of just permeates your soul a little bit. Um, I never felt that I massively listened to Graceland as an album, but I obviously had growing up. Um, and I guess it just pours out of you when you write stuff. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, it's, it's an honor to be even mentioned in, in any kind of reference point to, to that album. So, <laughs> well, cool. I'll tell you, there's, uh, there are, uh, there are a lot worse muses you could have, uh, being compared to Paul Simon is, uh, yeah, it is indeed a compliment, and it's there. You can hear it in your song. John Bon Jovial is just gnawing at the bit, wanting to jump in here and say something. <laughs> well, gnawing at the bit, I don't know about that. But sure, uh, DR and I were talking uh, about it in our, our virtual green room, and that he uh, uh, is a bit of a night hawk, and so I accused him of being a vampire. Uh, and then also letting him know that my daughter does the same thing. But it seems to me, Dr. and, and uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, that most musicians that are um, most musicians that are successful are, are night owls. I've really I've met very few, if any, that will um, uh, that are uh, going to. You know, be able to do decent music uh, when they're, uh, you know, asleep at night. I don't know if I'm if I'm saying that right. It's an interesting. I, I, I for me, it's always been like when I'm in that kind of sleepy, dreamlike state. That's when I can create stuff. I don't know if that makes any sense, but like when you're too awake oh, or too aware, you can't you can't access. Uh, the truth inside you. You just think too much. So that's well, yeah, uh, I think, incredibly, but you know, I think you know what I'm trying to say, right? I, I agree with you. Yes. Uh, you're basically what you're doing is you're, you're losing your, your forced consciousness. So the things that you normally have to think about kind of settle into the background, into your subconscious and, and you can actually realize the thoughts that are there in the back of your mind. And, uh, I, I I know what you mean, even if it is hard to put into words. Yeah, it's that just kind of yeah, you just you're just in an, an honest place kind of thing, and it just comes out. So I, exactly. I, I think that's probably why the thing 
or just generally just being in that kind of zone where you're not a hundred percent like in uh, both feet in the, the, the nine to five world. It, it does help right. for sure. Right. Well, you know, in listening to your music, uh, you know, there, there are some obvious influences, at least to me, and there are other subtle influences that aren't quite as clear. Uh, there's certainly a reggae vibe to it when, you know, on Suzanne, which, uh, was quite nice to hear, but I've, you know, been a reggae fan for years. I've been down in the Caribbean, you know, quite a few times and, uh, you know, you just can't, you can never get enough of that kind of thing. So other than the obvious, you know, what is, you know, what's your influence? Well, my influence is reggae music. Well, you know, what else has gone into making Suzanne and what else goes into making, uh, the music of the very lazy Sundays. Uh, well, it's a, a, an interesting one. Um, so Suzanne was the first song I ever wrote. Uh, if we're looking for kind of a story behind that particular song. Um, and it was written without an instrument initially. So my, my personal background was, um, poetry. Um, so I, I kind of wrote a lot of a little verses and ideas of descriptive stuff. And, um, I had, it was my first kind of go at trying to write a basic tune. Um, I was collaborating with, with, um, another member of the band, uh, early stages in, in our kind of writing career. And, um, it just kind of came out, man. It came out with that reggae vibe. I think because it's, I don't know, it's a simple tune, right? So, it, and it had a kind of simple lilt to it. It's a summary feel. It's a, it was written when I was madly in love. Um, it just has that feel, man. It was written in the summer. <laughs> so it's an honest reflection of where I was at. Not all our songs okay. are reggae. See, so now, now, you're, now you're mentioning some of the things that are not as obvious. It's written in the summer. It's written when you're in love. And, and, and these are the kinds of things that when I ask questions, I want to get out of an artist. And, and, and you performed admirably. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> But uh, I guess that um, how, how long has how long has the band been together? Uh, the band in this in this guise as it is right now. Um, let me yeah. think. Maybe nine months. Nine months we've been going. Um, but there's been there's a backstory there. Like with every every band, there's been various iterations and many songs written that have been interpreted in different ways. But the very lazy Sundays, as you know them and are listening to them uh, right now, about nine months. Well, you've come full term, and it's now time to give birth to a tour, don't you think? Oh, man, if you guys want to have us over, <laughs> in London, um, we, we live just outside London, so for for us, that's the main musical. Do you have pub. a good local? Do you have a good local following? Um, yeah, fairly good, man. I mean, it's it's the un, the, the unsigned music scene, so it's it's um, mostly kind of. You're playing the, I don't know what it is in, in, in uh, your side, but like the, lots of kind of specialist pubs and bars and stuff um, put on kind of unsigned music nights. So not 100% mm -hmm. music, but somewhere in between. So you normally get a good attendance there. We've got some lovely fans that come and see us regularly. So we, we're doing cool, man. You guys have a, uh, a very unique description uh, that I saw of your music. Uh, I think you, if I remember correctly, it was purveyors of breezy tunes, slamming poetry and good times. And that kind of, that kind of seems to sum it up. 
That's, that, is, that was the aim, man. That's what we're aspiring to, I guess, because there's some poems in there as well. Um, we actually, interestingly, our, our, um, our lead guitar player, George, uh, he, mm. he uh, also runs a brewery. So we oh, do boy. some very yeah, lazy he's my, new, so we, he's my He's my new friend. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you the information for your next trip over there. You can check it out for us. Sure. <laughs> you led me into my next question, though, Dr. And that is, uh, tell us a little bit about the guys in the band, because oftentimes when one person from the band is interviewed on a show, uh, sometimes the other guys tend to get overlooked, and we don't like that to happen. We like to get everybody in the spotlight here. So tell us about the uh, about the guys in the band. Yeah, man, hundred percent, man. Like, it wouldn't be the band without that sound and and um, sort of the, the four of us together. So, uh, you know, in terms of names behind instruments, uh, you've got Pete, uh, who is on the the cajon, uh, but but he's also an amazing uh, guitar player and songwriter in his own right. Uh, you've got Dunk, who I would uh, put in exactly the same bracket as, as Pete. Um, is is an amazing multi instrumentalist. Instrumentalist. Uh, for us, he's mostly playing bass. Uh, the two of them add a heck of a lot of harmonies to everything. Um, and then we've got George on lead guitar, who's just adds beautiful licks, interpretations. He's the he's the kind of the thinker of the band. Uh, he likes to analyze and and place his sounds exactly where he wants them. So it's but generally it's a very organic thing. Um, in terms of the process of how we all work together, uh, so far it's been kind of taking a seed of, of a song, uh, like melody, words, and throwing it into the mixer. And the pattern I tend to see is uh, when it comes from me, it starts off as quite folk sounding, quite uh, mid-tempo. And once it goes through the band, it comes out with a lot more punch and a lot more pop sounding, which seems to be interesting. Awesome. But, uh, awesome guys. Interesting. With them. Interesting amalgam of, of of the formulation and and how one of you can create the song and then everybody jumps in and tunes it and it must be working because understand that you guys were finalists in a, a songwriting competition. Uh, this is uh, actually um, a, a previous iteration of the band uh, that 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 was uh, early early writing days. But yeah, we we did get to the finals of a, a UK songwriting competition but not, not as the very lazy sundays uh, that was more uh something that i was doing at the early early on in my writing uh music writing side of things but um in terms of the energy and sound i mean what i'd add to that comment um would be like uh, i do quite a lot i don't know if you have it in, in in the u.s but like we have open mics quite a lot around oh here. yes oh yes yeah cool so everyone you know everyone gets a chance to go up and play songs and and such so because we're quite dispersed uh, I, I live like uh, maybe 50, 60 miles um, from the, the other guys. Oh, okay. Um, that, you know, we don't get to get to get together that often uh, to rehearse and write. So for me to get my, my music fixed, I, I often frequent open mics locally to me. Sure. And uh, play some of the tunes there just to kind of bash them into shape, see what works, what doesn't. But what is incredibly noticeable is without that band behind the song the interpretation is so different man like the feel of the song is so different so you have to kind of get used to that playing with a guitar you're like okay this is a very different thing to what we do as a band and it's almost readjusting the way you see the song 
I find that interesting anyway. It's, it's, I kind of got used to it now. Definitely, and I, I can uh, I can understand completely what you're saying there. It, it's like any group project. Uh, one person does it. It's totally different than when the uh, when the whole group is in on the project. Now you've had you had a single out already, uh, believe. Uh, Take me home. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It's it's uh, quite a good story behind that one. It's a song um, that uh, was originally written on a stag do, um, uh, where where um, I was kind of wanting to go home. <laughs> Yes, I was. Okay. I, do, you know do you know what a stag do is? Like, do you have that? No. Your side? No, I don't. don't uh, I do. You know the Hangover, the film The Hangover. Yeah. 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 That like go away. You're, like for your um, the guys getting married, and you go away, and you'll get party for like a weekend sort of thing. Um. So we we did that, and I'd written the song originally, kind of in a hungover kind of days of being away with 10 men and drinking too much and um our lead guitarist uh, took the tune and he was on on holiday um and he met an army major in his holiday complex and just played in this tune for some reason the guy loved it and uh, said oh man we should use this for help for heroes which is a big cause for um the the uh, army uh, in the uk right right yeah so ended up this whole thing momentum behind the song um we got someone to shoot a video for it, uh, and it was used as a charity single. So, kind of awesome, man. Uh, it kind of came out of nowhere, but uh, it's amazing how these things uh, these things occur. Well, we're going to be looking forward to you coming out with more music and hoping that you keep in touch with us. We have a uh, thing here on the show. Once you're on our show, you're a member of our family. You're always welcome. We've always got a place for you. We'll help you promote your music and whatever. So do keep in touch with us. Do you get some new music coming out? Give us a holler. We'll have you come back and uh, share it with uh, the listeners around the world. We want to thank you for joining us today. And, uh, our best to you and all the guys in the band, and we do seriously look forward to hearing more from you in the very near future. Ladies and gentlemen, that was DR from the group The Very Lazy Sundays, and this is another track from them. It's called Susie's House. Illuminated by neon lights 
Two for ones, kebab shops and fist fights Leaning on the edge of a crowded bar Sipping on smell of dress like star She had a slim waist and a pretty face A smile that reflects distaste for this place My heart race to the drum and bass I advance, our eyes dance Susie's house, 5am in the morning streets, not a man to share my views, walk alone I can hear my feet, yeah, I'm headed over to Susie's house, 5am in the morning streets, not a man to share my views, walk alone I can hear my feet, yeah, trying to say is don't you leave me just stay with me tonight and it's only just a heartbeat away and I'm trying I'm trying to say is don't you leave me Susie stay with me tonight Street smart she definitely are living on the edge of her stiletto heels Street smart she definitely are Living on the edge of her stiletto heel Street smart, she definitely are Living on the edge of her stiletto heel Street smart, she definitely are Living on the edge of her stiletto heel Street smart, she definitely are Living on the edge of her stiletto heel Hey, we're Two Steel Girls! And you're listening to the David Bowers Awards on Blog Talk Radio. There you go, that's Susie's house, the very lazy Sundays, and John Bon Jovial. Is it my imagination? Uh, it wasn't any, uh, wasn't an artist that we talked about in reference to uh, their muses and their influences. But did I, did I catch a, a little bit of a wisp of the Velvet Underground and Lou Reed on that last track? Yes, you did. I, you know, it's weird. I was thinking the same thing. It's uh, and, and anybody that is a fan of Lou Reed, I, you know, I'm going to get along with them just fine. Uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty innovative and very creative. And uh, I, you know, really want to applaud Dr. and his boys there for doing what they've done. That was a couple of very nice songs. And speaking of which, you know, we're going to be playing a couple of more songs here. We're going to start off with the uh, <laughs> the Buzzhounds, and this is called Lipstick Smack. <laughs>
Those are the Buzz Hounds, and here to tell us about the Buzz Hounds and more is Jeff Manga. Welcome aboard, Jeff. What's going on, guys? John? You yeah. are. You are. Hey, You're happening. Thanks How you doing? It. Oh, so happy good, to man. have you on board. Good sound. Good sound. We played that, uh, I don't know, was a week or two we ago. That, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I think it was. Yeah, yeah. man. I love the line in there, like a good girl should and like a bad girl would. I mean, you, you, yeah. you don't get any better than that. Yeah, I yeah, love the way like you. Betty, yeah, Betty might, right? You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love the way you you just work that around. One time it's a good girl, next time it's a bad girl. Uh, great, great line, and we got such good response. I said, "Hey, we got to get these guys on the show." So tell us about the Buzzhounds, Jeff. Well, you know, uh, we're coming off of a great weekend. We just had a um, a hell of a show on Friday night. We did a, a CD release or a record release party on. Uh, in Chicago, over at Max on Slade, had about 100 of our friends out there and closest uh, friends and family celebrated the fifth record uh, that we had put out since uh, 2012. This is our fifth record, Chicago Go-Go. So we had a party, and I'm still kind of recovering from that night. Stayed up late, played all night, and uh, so that was cool. Um, and uh, we just shot a couple videos for Lipstick Smack, which you just heard, another tune called Cold Beer and Whiskey, and a song called Chicago Go-Go with guy named John Ramosco, Plan A Studios. He's a talented and creative video uh, video guy. So we're looking forward to that's in the can. We're producing that. And uh, we've got a couple shows coming up. Uh, one show on July 22nd at the Chicago Marathon downtown. We're also playing in August at the Chicago Yacht Club. And, uh, yeah, just having fun with it, you know. Um, excited about the new record. Uh, I think it came out great. Produced by a friend of ours, Mikey V, here in Chicago. And it's got kind of another throwback feel, kind of like we were talking last time. We keep going backwards in time. Now we're in like kind of like a 50s, 60s surf feel. All right. And uh, our uh, 
our engineer, who unfortunately is tied up there for uh, for the moment, so we can't bring him on, or I'd have him jump in here. He did uh, he did some producing and uh, and some editing, I think, in Chicago years ago, didn't he, John? Yeah, he spent a lot of time in Chicago, and uh, you know, haunted the blues clubs up there. But he did a lot of uh, a lot of recording work, uh, a lot of production, a lot of engineering, and. Uh, his name is, uh, we call him Nick the Geek, but his name is uh, Nick Rogers, and just, uh, we're very fortunate to have him. He's a hell of an engineer. Yeah, we'll have to really get you is. guys in touch. We'll have to get you guys yeah, in touch cool, the next man. time he's coming up that way, and uh, you guys can uh, pick each other's brains. But uh, meanwhile, back here on the ranch, we're talking about the buzz hounds. Now, one thing I, I want to get, uh, I want to get you to do this right up front, as uh, as we tell all our guests, self promotion is highly encouraged on this show. And I noticed when I was tracking you down and. And just, you know, checking background and stuff that I do just, you know, to keep myself busy. I noticed that there's uh, one or two other uh, groups with, uh, well, let's just say similar names out there. How do uh, how do the listeners distinguish you from the other groups if they go searching you online to make sure that they have the right buzzhounds? Well, you can see buzzhounds.com. You know, we own the name. So that's uh, good. Uh, the others are all imposters, Dave. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Nothing yeah, wrong. com. We'll take it. Yep. Yeah, there you uh, go. Buzzhounds.com. We own the website, and uh, we uh, we got the name. Uh, we trademarked the name. So um, if you go to Buzzhounds, we, you know, we typically spell it with no spaces. So if you type in right. Buzzhounds with no space, you'll come up with ours. There's been a couple more groups that have uh, followed suit since. And, um yeah, but we, uh, you know, obviously own the name, we own the copyright, uh, and the, uh, I'm sorry, the trademark. Right. Well, that's that's essentially what I was going for. I wanted to I wanted to get that point out there because I did run across uh, uh, at least one other group who was, uh, per, you know, utilizing the name, and I wanted to be sure. And you, you explained it very very well. Just start with buzzhounds.com, and you got the right group. You can go from there and find their their other online uh, presence on the you know Facebook, Twitter, all the other usual places. But I wanted to wanted to make sure they were able to find you. Just John Bon Jovial is waving frantically at me. All right, John. All right. You've got your, uh, I'll give you 60 seconds or so. What do you got? Oh, gosh, it's so kind of you. Well, Jeff, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because I remember listening, uh, what was it, a week or two uh, ago to um, Lipstick Smack, and I'm thinking, you know, these guys are playing some kick-ass rock and roll. And uh, what has gotten you to uh, this point in life to where you're playing this kind of music? I know that we've all grown up with it. I know that I certainly did, and I love garage-style bands, and I love uh, what goes into the thought process and the creativity and the production uh, and of creating this music. Uh, but I guess I want to hear it from the, the horse's mouth. You know, uh, what, sure. uh, what, what has gotten you to this point? Well, you know, as we talked about before when we had chatted in the wintertime, um, I'm kind of a gearhead, and I love vintage gear, and I love guitar, uh, vintage guitars. And, you know, the, the style of music, Chicago being such a blues hub, you know, everybody's playing blues, and, you know, it's very much a cover scene. There's a ton of covers. Um, I think for me, it's a meld of the guitars and the gear. It just kind of lends itself nicely to that sound. You know, I like the old... Uh, you know, echo plexes. I like the old uh, uh, hollow body guitars. And um, 
for us and for me recently, I mean, we've been start we we've been um, we've been going down kind of like this this throwback rock and roll path for a couple of years now, and it's the music. Um, it's the, the, the fun that we have playing the music. I mean, the music is so fun to play live. It's so fun to actually play, um, you know, the scales, the modes, the, the, just kind of that, that one, four, five blues kind of swing. When you swing the beat, people just, they, they can't help but dance. Um, it's uh, a logical progression for me too, guitar wise, styling wise, because, you know, I grew up in the eighties uh, and, you know, glam metal, um, you know, Rainy right. Roads, Van Halen, these were my influences, right? So a lot of those, you know, fast finger licks and such, um, that's kind of what I cut my, uh, my, my teeth on in, in terms of guitar playing and such. This style of music is more, um, you know, it kind of lends itself into the same type of uh, like the major and minor scale, especially like the major blues scale. There's a lot of notes in there. I kind of found myself when I was going down this path it fell into place very easy for me because I, I kind of, my fingers were already trained to do like the speed metal stuff from the kid. And it's really the same scales, you know, like the rockabilly scales, basically a major right, scale. Sure. And you just kind of throw a couple of, couple of, of, uh, of notes in it chromatically. So the, so the, the muscle memory was there. And I think um, being a guitar collector and a vintage gear collector, and then listening and kind of figuring out, okay, these make these different sounds. Oh, wow. This is the thing that kind of page used, or this is what the ventures used, or this is what, um, uh, you know, um, Buddy Holly used or Elvis and like a slapback sure. machine or Scotty Moore, you know? So uh, I think it's more of a curiosity. And then, um, you know, when you're drawing these parallels and say, Oh, wow, we can make that song. We can make that tone again. Um, you know, the, the, uh, the creativeness comes out and the funness comes out. I think the style of music is just so much fun, more fun to play. And it, it, well, it's, what you're uh, doing, and I think that's the bottom line. Yeah, sure. What, what you're doing, at least in lipstick smack, as far as, you know, my own personal opinion is the, the, the sound that you're making is kind of like the next step in the evolution of what Chuck Berry came up with. Uh, it's just, it just yeah. fits together so perfectly. It's such a natural segue to go from uh, from Lucille into uh, the sound that 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 you're making there, and I'm not saying that you know that that uh, you know, I don't know what I'm trying to say here. The words <laughs> just are not coming to me. Uh, but but to me, it seems that, that that particular yeah the progress. Thank you. The progression of what you were doing there is, if Chuck Berry had stayed with it, might have been the next step in what he did. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's definitely the structure of these songs are very roots, like old school foundation rock and roll. You know, there, there's no, we're not recreating, you know, the wheel. We're, we're going right. back to a formula that kind of works and you dance to. I think we're right. uh, kind of, you know, we're, um, we're recording digitally, but we're using analog gear. And, you know, it's, it's a nice medium for me to kind of show off my chops too. And I kind of, you know, if you're any, if you're a guitar player, that's worth your weight and salt, you want to show off. That's what we do. Right. Oh, I mean, sure. if you're not going to show off it, right. And this is a good, that this type of music is very, um, it's in my wheelhouse. It takes what I learned as a kid through the different modes and stuff and playing and, you know, researching Eddie Van Halen, but it also makes things fun. And, you know, it, uh, it's just an, it's just a natural groove I fell into. Um, and, you know, from seeing some of the guys that are continuing to do it, like Brian Setzer, and, um, you know, I've kind of got into his music and such and, and just kind of learned a few things from him and um, went down that road. I think it's uh, it's just a fun – it's a it's it's a fun genre. Um, 
you know, it's, it's kind of a, an underground genre that kind of never goes away. I don't know if it's ever going to be huge again, but it's definitely got a built-in fan no, base. It's, you know, a lot it's of people, definitely you know, got its, yeah, it's got its own corner in the music world. And I've just got to ask you this question before we run out of sure. time, because it's a, it's a natural progression from something we were talking with our previous guest, uh, Dear from the Very Lazy Sundays in the UK, was talking about the uh, the production and the uh, the interaction between the artist and the audience and the fact that, you know, you go out there and you start learning your, you're learning your licks and earning your chops and stuff. You get up there and then the audience starts feeling it. And when they get excited, you get excited and they tur- you turn each other on. And I was just wondering because what you were saying about how, uh, you get turned on to the sound and what it does to the people to whom you're playing. I was just wondering, how do you go about recreating that in the studio when you're making the records and don't have that audience there to work off of? It's a good question. I think, you know, um, music is just like any form of art. You know, you, you, you got to know the rules and the composition of any good piece of art before you can break it. You know, um, there's a median in rock and roll that is kind of like a really good painting. It's got the same composition. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's a one, four, five beat with a, with a particular beat per minute that swings. And if you can get that down, um, you're going to hook people regardless of what it is. Obviously you've got to say good things in the song and have a good melody, but, um, that's kind of what we went for. I mean, it took me a long time and the older I get, I'm, I realize that it's not about what I'm trying to say with music. It's about getting people off and, and, and it's about, connecting with people and the musician is there for the audience once you realize that you are basically a medium for the audience and this is not about you anymore you know my my early days as a musician was oh let's create something unique let's do something Mm -hmm. that has a hundred hundred notes a hundred notes and show you know my technical prowess and nobody gives a you know pardon my french a you know about that People want right. something that's tappable. People want something that's danceable. People want to have a good time. And, you know, something they can get really into. Like, right. Totally. Exactly. Something that's exactly. Really digestible and, and very, you know, it, yeah. That, uh, they they, they, they want involvement. So, Right. They, they want, want to get involved. involved. They want to have a good time. That's, you know, it's the same reason you go and have a couple too many beers. You just, you just want to have a good time before I let you go. Yep. I, I have this one thing I want to say, because we have a recurring feature that we do periodically uh, called Rockstar 101, where we get uh, artists, uh, record label heads, uh, A&R men, producers, whoever, to come on the show and talk about what it takes to be successful in today's music world. And what you were just talking about, uh, about the fact that the artists have to realize that while their creativity is important, the basic thing that keeps them going is the audience. And it's really all about your audience. I'd like to have you come back on the show for a Rockstar 101 uh, interview and let you discuss that with the listeners. That'd be great, David. I'd be more than happy to do that, man. I appreciate you guys inviting me on here and hopefully, uh, you know, um, well, you we guys definitely keep digging the music and stuff. We definitely would like to do that because it's a very good point. It's something that we have not had discussed, and I think it's uh, not only cogent. I think it's important. So we definitely got to talk well, about that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, not that I know we we're pretty much running out of time, but you know, taking yourself, taking ego out of music is probably one of the hardest things you'll ever have to do as an artist, you know, cause it's all about you as an artist, but it doesn't work like that. You got to make it, you have to make an audience connection and do what's right for your audience and, and, and really create a scene and create a connection. And it's not Absolutely. always stuff that you really, you know, it's not a, yeah, but anyways, Absolutely. Yeah, man, well, I appreciate Jeff. you guys spinning my tunes. Our pleasure, Jeff. Thank you for coming on the show, sharing you, your music Jeff. with you. Uh, give uh, give our best to all the guys in the band because we don't want to forget them, and we look forward to having you back again real soon. Cool. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Jeff. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Manga of the group The Buzzhounds, and here they are with just what the doctor ordered, some cold beer and whiskey. <laughs>
Yeah, and a little bit of wine. That's cold beer and whiskey from the Buzz Hounds. We want to thank the Buzz Hounds, also the Very Lazy Sundays, for joining us, sharing their music and stories with us today. John Bon Jovial, take us home. Yes, sir. Great show today. Hey, folks, be sure to join us next week for the David Bowers Awards. And you can always hear it Saturday at 12 noon Eastern right there on WRFZFM 106.3 in Rochester, New York, the home of Rochester Free Radio, and on Blog Talk Radio Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 7 p.m. Greenwich time for more great indie music and talk with the artists that do tend to make it happen. So until next week, for the David Bowers, Nick the Geek, and all the other folks here at the Asylum, this is John Bon Jovial. Thrilled that you chose this time to be with us, and we will see you next week right here on the David Bowers Awards.